Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about the World Series. The greatest sports series there is, period. And especially when it goes seven games. It's nothing like it. Which is what it did this year and the main reason why we didn't cover it last week because we like to get the episodes up bright and early Wednesday mornings for you guys. And the series didn't end until Wednesday night, so we couldn't do it until this week. Yeah, you know what matters the most? You guys. <laughs> so we were trying to drop these episodes on time, not make you guys wait. But also, I don't care if baseball makes us wait, as long as we have a great series, and that's what we got. Yeah, it was worth the wait. As we already know, and... There is a slight chance you don't know this, but the Washington Nationals, a.k.a. the Montreal Expos. A.k.a. the Washington Senators, even oh, though it's oh. a different franchise, but still the same city. <laughs> We're talking about same city, same bloodline, right? Are the world champions. Crazy. 2019, for the first time ever. Yeah. So, crazy year for sure. So let's figure out how we got here, because the Nationals were not expected to win the World Series. Not favorites at all. If anything, At any point. Underdogs, even within their division. Yeah. Because of one guy that left their team. Da, 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 da. Bryce Harper. <laughs> That's where it all starts, right? Like Yeah, it has to. It was chaos. Bryce Harper, if you guys don't know him, top three baseball players right now, at least because of the name and... The talent, like the guy is super talented, has been there since he came up, since he was a rookie, but decided to leave and take a little bus down to Philly. And everyone thought it was going to be chaos. One of the biggest names in baseball leaving your team. It's not good. It's almost like if LeBron leaves Cleveland and then you're not going to be a playoff team, right? Yeah, except, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Nationals had had struggles in the playoffs for the past however many years just never being able to get out of the first round and once Bryce leaves it's like that's what they needed to do it he was blocking them ironically from moving forward at least in his case he was still in his rookie contract so it was not like he was taking up a lot of money in the payroll Mm -hmm. but it was just like i don't know just the feeling of the team or the team being yeah because it was surrounded by him yeah like centralized like he was the son of this team you know and we actually talked about harper signing with the phillies in one of our earliest episodes because him and manny machado were the biggest free agents of this past offseason mm -hmm. and i think we proed the money part but con the length because it's a 13-year contract right which is pretty crazy it is the largest contract we've ever seen at least like lengthwise biggest ones we've seen before have always been like 10 years basically a retirement contract yeah like after this is done and possibly even before this is done like he might be out of the team like they don't want him anymore that's how old he'll be but yeah i feel like we pro that but everything else was like a con he left Nationals going into their season feeling so-so. They're not totally sure how they feel, and people aren't quite sure what to make of them yet in this aftermath. Yeah, so quickly, they let go of Harper, but the major acquisition they did in the offseason was they got Patrick Corbin, who got like a $200 million Pitcher, deal. starting pitcher. 
Yeah, so they kind of let go of a bat to get an arm, which could work, mm-hmm. you know? Play more defense, and you don't need as much offense. And that's adding on to their crazy rotation, who we'll get into more of later, of Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. So. And, yeah, they got a few other little players, but then we fast forward a little bit to the season and exactly what everyone thought. Yeah. They started 19 and 31, which was not great. Everything was clicking for everyone except for the Nationals, at least to begin with. Yeah, and especially if you start bad right away, can be hard to get the momentum to bring it back. But the Mets, as they always, <laughs> fall apart. I don't know what it is with that team. Yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole, but they have some sort of curse on their system. Not as bad as the Knicks, but... Braves make it, Phillies don't, Phillies fall apart. Bryce is left on the sidelines, not even in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Braves win the division. They took a hold of it. That is the NL East. They were for sure the best team in that division, which means the Nationals have to make it, but through the wild card. Yeah, so for people who don't know, if you win the division, you don't have to play that wild card slash play-in game. But mm-hmm. if you don't, and you just make it as a wildcard team, aka it's like an extra team, then you have to play this one game only sudden death to decide if you're going to make it to the first round, which is the division series round. So when I go home. So they played the Brewers, who were without star Christian Yelich. Yeah, sadly. Basically, this game set the tone for the rest of their run. Right. They were behind... They were really about to lose, but they rallied and also had some luck. For sure, the start of like a movie. Yeah. The Nationals movie, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, you're talking about a game you lost early. The Brewers take an early lead, and they're just trailing the entire game. And all of a sudden, in the eighth, the Angels come in the outfield, bro, and just (laughs) help the Nationals out. It really was, because the play... That really changed it all and was the deciding play of the game. The right fielder for the Brewers, who was a rookie, filling in, basically fumbled the ball, let it get past him. Almost Bill Buckner-esque, not quite as bad, but still cost them the game and being out of the playoffs because that turned everything around and propelled the Nationals. Yeah, and I mean, that boy Juan Soto, bro. Just hit a, a straight missile to the right fielder. Made my boy's knees weak. <laughs> he was just shaking. And yeah, like you said, he fumbled it. And they were still going to tie the game with it. But because of the error, they were able to take the lead. And the Nationals just weren't going to lose that game after that. It also set the tone for Soto because for those who don't know, he's in his second year. He literally turned 21 during the middle of the World Series. And during the whole playoffs, he was just amazing, especially for a young player. Yeah, we're talking about multiple celebrations before they got here. And my boy was popping Welch's (laughs) grape cider, bro. Like, couldn't drink alcohol. Yeah, like, it's crazy that this 20-year-old was low-key even, like, the face of the playoffs entirely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Talking like MLB accounts, Bleacher Report accounts. It was him. Any video you would see on Instagram and Twitter, it was somehow based around Juan Soto. Let's do a quick side thing because we're going to talk more about 
Soto's performance and stuff. But while we're here right now, mm-hmm. how much do you think this catapulted Soto to the top, the best known players, best liked players list? I think before the playoffs started, I would have put him like maybe top 20, 25. And I think now it's like Trout, Judge, maybe Soto. Like, I'd put him in the top five for sure. I don't know where he is in that top five, but his name is borderline household right now. I think you could still put Harper above him, at least for being known, and you could still put maybe Yelich above him. But, yeah, I would say top five is probably pretty accurate. At the most, top ten. Yeah. I expect his jersey to catapult, like, next year. Yeah, for sure. Those top-selling jerseys. Because that's the thing, too. This... Took him to a certain level, and next year he's only going to explode out of that even more. Oh, yeah. And he's Dominican, too. Shout out to the guy, the Lomillo, you already know. <laughs> Repping super hard. I was, like, super proud to see him. I mean, we also saw a bunch of the videos of, like, from the Nationals camp in the Dominican Republic and just mm-hmm. the love and support he was getting just throughout the country overall. So everyone's super proud of the, the homie. Yo, he's, he's a homie now, for sure. <laughs> We move on to the division series where the Nationals play the favorites in this case, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who were pretty much from opening day picked to be the lock for the season. Mm -hmm. And that didn't change going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's a team we're like used to seeing in the playoffs. And the World Series specifically too, the past couple years. Yeah, made it a bunch of times. I mean... They're like on a, I don't even know, six, seven year streak of making the playoffs alone, but. No chips, though. None at all. Sorry, Kershaw. But and no dip either. <laughs> no chips in the dip. Um, yeah, it's just bad luck for them. But like you said, they were expected to get there. And facing the underdogs, it was looking like a clear path to the World Series. And so the first round is best of five. Mm-hmm. whereas the others are best of seven and we get to game five of this series dodgers hop out to a lead and the game's going on and especially with that matchup a lot of people thought oh this one's in the bag dodgers got it but then it just happened again the nationals clawed their way back insane this is one of those games that you just remember i don't know if i'll ever forget this game it's just that special and it's not even my team at all yeah <laughs> but it's just like one of those this is crazy that this is happening so yeah it was pretty wild to watch i don't know let's go through it real quick the nationals are down three to one to the dodgers playing in dodger stadium walker bueller has been pitching amazing <sighs> killing like that dude is a beast when it comes to the playoffs i mean in the regular season too but yeah whole other monster eighth inning comes by Dodgers looking like they're going to make it. Rendon comes up. Blast. We're like, oh, it's fine. Three to two. (laughs) One run gets closer. But the next pitch to Soto from Kershaw. Bomb. I feel like it was also so quick that they didn't even cut to the very beginning of it in time. That's what I remember. Like, it was legit. Like, the home run happens. Everyone's going crazy. Like, oh, is this going to happen again? Because there's, like, a history of Kershaw, the playoffs, and pitching bad. Dude rounds the bases. They probably show, like, one replay of the home run. Right. Literally, like... Cut back, and it's cut going back, out. throw a pitch, and boom, like, another one. Everyone's just, like, in shock, like, processing yeah. what's happening. And yeah, and it goes to extras. Howie Kendrick hits a grand slam. 
I mean, just crazy. Yeah, Kendrick hits a grand slam to shock him. That the stadium just, just goes <laughs> silent. It's insane. Like, middle part of the movie right there. So they move on to the championship series in the NL, and they face the Cardinals, who took away the Braves in somewhat surprising fashion. Right. They blew them away in their last game of their division series. But anyway, Nationals just sweep them away. That shit was a joke. That wasn't even a series. That was more like, <laughs> yo, let's play warm-ups with this team because they have nothing to do for like a week. And games didn't even happen, bro. It was just like bombs, bombs, this, great pitching, great pitching, boom. We won four games. Let's go. Ready for the World Series? And they had a week off, too, before the World Series started. And I guess now let's get into the team they played, the Houston Astros. Yeah. Kind of like the Dodgers, the Astros from jump. Even from last season, they were expected to make it there. Yeah, after winning in 2017. Yeah, I mean, it's a super scary team that didn't change much. If anything, it got better somehow. But, yeah, did they even face any hurdles at all throughout the season that are worth mentioning? Not really. Some, like, minor injury stuff, but nothing major. I mean, yeah, they're in a division that they ran away with since, like, May. Yeah. Talking about the Mariners got off a little hot, but that quickly cooled down with the <laughs> Seattle winds and rain showers. <laughs> they have the Angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's fun for them to play. I guess the only team that challenges them is the Athletics, right? Yeah, who got wiped out of the wild card game in the AL against the Rays, which was not even close, really. It wasn't a blowout, but the A's were never really in it. Yeah, I mean, we probably won't talk about them a lot, but shout out to the Rays. Like, yeah, they gave Houston a run for their money. And even won all five games. Yeah, for us, like, we are Yankee fans, and the Yankees play in the AL East. Even at a point, it was looking scary for us. Like, they had a lead over us, and they were playing great. We didn't even know if we were during gonna, the regular season. Yeah, like we didn't know if we were gonna come up with the division title and but yeah, the race faced the Astros. Like you mentioned, it goes to five games. But I mean, come on. The Astros pitching. <laughs> that pitching is just too crazy. But we knew Houston was gonna make it. But then the Houston Astros faced the New York Yankees. Our team for anyone who doesn't know at this point. Still hurts to say it. I don't even want to talk about this, but let's get into it. Almost a seven-game series. So close. Even though it really shouldn't have been. I mean, the Yanks didn't play up to their potential, at least what I thought and saw after they clobbered the Twins in the division series and how they played during the season despite endless injuries, like the craziest set of injuries I've ever seen happen to a team over a season, not even with any bias. And, yeah, they just didn't pull it together enough against the Astros. And even with late heroics by DJ LeMahieu, the god, in Game 6 and the top of the ninth, which was insane, they still couldn't do it. And Altuve hits a walk-off off Chapman to send the Astros to the World Series. That's the AL reliever of the year, by the way. <laughs> but, hey, whatever. Who just got another addition to his contract but hey but yeah 
Houston, again, favorites from jump, so it's no surprise. Kind of got over it fast, because right when I saw they were going to face the Astros again, I was like, yeah, prepare for chaos. So, obviously, we would have preferred to have the Yankees in the championship. Yeah. But that aside, did you pro or con going into it, this matchup of the Astros versus Nationals, and those being the teams representing the AL and the NL? Before that game against Milwaukee, right, how that game ended between the Brewers and the Nationals, before that crazy Dodgers series and the obvious sweep of St. Louis, I probably would have conned this. Like, I don't know if I want to see the Nationals (laughs) in the playoffs. Like, this is tragic for the majors. Like, they don't have the biggest of followings. With Harper gone, too. Harper's gone. Yeah, I like Rendon, I like Soto, and they have Scherzer, who, like, everyone loves. He's, like, the pitcher everyone wants to have in their team. Mad Max. But it's just, they were, like, missing something, you know? It could have been Harper. It could have been, I don't know, something. I would have conned this, like, if you told me in, like, August, like, yo, what do you think about the Astros in Washington? Easy con. However, after watching them play throughout the playoffs, I didn't want any other team there. And maybe this is because of all the hype, like. The Dodgers, yeah, I've seen y'all lose way too much. Y'all are trash. I guess maybe if, like, Kershaw went on, like, a crazy tear and, like, threw, like, two complete games, that would have been good to see. But that's probably not going to happen. This was the team to watch. And outside of my bias of being a Yankee fan, yes, it would have been good to see them. But knowing that the Nationals were going to win, for them to beat the powerhouse, the team that was favorite from jump, in that case, I would pro it for sure. I would definitely agree they became an underdog favorite as they went along. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what was most exciting about the matchup was actually the pitching. Because both teams had three great Cy Young level starters. Nationals, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. Then on the Astros side, you got Garrett Cole best in the league right now, Justin Verlander right behind him, and then Zach Greinke, who they picked up at the trade deadline. That's something that we didn't mention earlier, but the Zach Greinke pickup was easily the most scary thing that happened this season when it comes to a team and, like, you facing them. I was like, yo, this is a major con for me. Because like, <laughs> it was, like... We knew as Yankee fans, like, yo, we're going to have to face the Astros in the playoffs. And with this pickup, it's almost like I know we're not going to win. And, and we were also trying to get more pitching, at least as fans. And somehow, some way, <laughs> the Astros come away with another Cy Young winner. Like, yeah. we didn't get shit, but <laughs> the Astros, of course, add something. So this was, like, tragic. Of course, if you're an Astros fan, this is the best thing ever. But, <laughs> man, that was hey. crazy. Pros and cons are all perspective. <laughs> Yo, seriously. But, man, that was insane. And like you mentioned, though, the Nationals have a crazy rotation as well. Scherzer, two Verlander, both have won multiple Cy Youngs. Verlander actually has even an MVP, which is insane, especially <laughs> from a pitcher. Garrett Cole, possible Cy Young winner this year, but has been in the top three multiple times. You have the same thing with Strasburg. Dude was a first-round pick, Fina, and like you said, Granky, Cy Young winner. Bro, it was like 
no one thought about it, but this was like a legendary matchup waiting mm-hmm. to happen. And then outside of pitching, I mean, the Astros are just stacked top to bottom, and the Nationals didn't quite match up, but they'd also been scrappy all playoffs and people coming alive at different points, and then you had Rendon and Soto leading the way on offense. The Nationals are one of the older teams Yeah, the oldest average team in the league. So we did mention Soto, but he's... Probably the only one that's that young. Everyone else, like mm-hmm. Zimmerman, who played a big role, has been with the Nationals since they became a franchise after they came from Montreal. Which was in 09, by the way. Last time the Yankees won a chip. Hey, just wanted to mention <laughs> that. But yeah, Scherzer in his 30s, Strasburg, close to that. Everyone is like a seasoned veteran. And the Astros, on the other hand, are a lot of younger players still like on their way to their prime or in their prime right now. So yeah. Even though the stats don't show it and the age isn't there, the mentality is there. And, like, they're scrappy. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to get their hits and they're going to stay focused. Yeah. And it showed. On top of that, too, while the Nationals already had this underdog theme going with them and there were people already rooting for them, on the other side, the Astros, to begin with, are not the most liked team. But on top of that, they also had... An assistant GM who, after the Astros walked off against the Yankees to go to the World Series, yelled, thank God we got Osuna, who is the Astros' closer and who has a domestic violence record. And it was controversial to begin with that the Astros got him. And it's been a whole thing, but this reignited it again because he yelled it at a female reporter, too. Mm -hmm. And... We're not going to dive super into that, but basically, if the Astros weren't already villains, now they officially were because they didn't even take any action. They said, no, that story's a lie. He didn't do that. And eventually, they fired him mid-series because they were getting so much shit that they just couldn't keep it going. And just an awful thing all around from the actual events to how they handled it just everything you're talking about one of the smarter teams there are in major leagues in the astros and how they run the moves they make payroll analytics analytic freaking champions right now and somehow some way they played this in the dumbest way possible it's like they have a very low budget on like pr this will be used in pr classes as Literally the worst example of anything you could do. It's like, I know, like, my little sister would know better yeah. than to keep this guy around. Even if you don't fire him. Say you're looking him, say into you're it. Looking, yeah. yeah, say anything. Don't freaking choose his side and say, like, no, this isn't real. Or right. They quickly became the bad guy in this series. So, anyway, let's go into the series itself. Yeah, let's jump into it. Just like the Nationals, this just started off real hot. Mm-hmm. Houston has home field advantage. They were the team with the most wins at the end of the season. So they got to play four games there in case of a seven-game series. Yeah, four overall across the series. And it goes in a 2-3-2 format. Two games in Houston, three in D.C., two in Houston if necessary. Right. You know, it's a best of seven, so first of four wins. And usually home field means not a guaranteed win but 
you're more expected to win if you're the home team. Yeah, but the Nationals proved this whole theory wrong. First game, light dub, mm-hmm. 5-4. Scherzer pitch, gets the win. Soto with a dinger. Zimmerman with a dinger. Already shocking the world. I don't know the actual stat. You probably saw it too, but the Nationals had like the lowest odds in a playoff series. Like no one believed in them. Like Vegas and gambling all believed mm-hmm. the Astros were probably even going to sweep them. And yeah, right away from game one, everyone was like in shock. Like shit, we might have a series here. Yeah, and then game two, Nats steal it again. Nah, this one wasn't even stolen. This was a beating. The Nats take it 12-3. to three. Yeah, I mean, just to get both in Houston, it felt like, all right, they're winning the series now. Yeah, like, I'm sure the population of Houston was shitting bricks at this point. <laughs> and it was all fun and games. For me, at least, I was so freaking glad. Like, <laughs> I never liked Houston all that much, and especially after beating the Yankees twice now in the playoffs. Three times if you count that wild card a few years back. Mm-hmm. I just want to see them lose. But yeah. And you're thinking, you know, they have three games at home. They only need to win two to win the rest of the series. Hell yeah. At home with that home field advantage we're talking right. about. And crazy fans there. So with that said, let's move on to game three, <laughs> where this theory is, again, proven wrong. Astros take it 4-1 to one in D.C. But it's one of those, like, you knew the Astros were going to win a game sooner or later. Right. So at this point, even me as an outsider fan, like, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, they were going to win a game. Might yeah. as well be this one. Just win the next two. But again, let's move on to game four. The Astros take this one 8-1. to one. Just gets worse. Now the series is tied. Now it's like, fuck. Like, this whole winning the first two games means absolutely nothing. Now the Astros kind of have home field advantage again. Yeah, it basically becomes a best of three with the Astros, again, like you said, having home field advantage. You got a team that's, like, feeling inspired. Like, the bats are coming alive for Houston. Yeah. It's looking scary. Then game five, before it even starts, Max Scherzer is scheduled to pitch, and he gets back spasms. He can't do it. They bring him some bum off the street. And let's just say it doesn't go well. To go from Scherzer starting at home to a nobody, set it off like, ugh, this is not going to go well after two straight losses. And that was to face Garrett Cole. Like, it was almost a for sure win for Houston at this point. And now that series completely turned. It's 3-2 now. Advantage Astros. Going back home. So, I mean, at this point, what are you thinking? We actually didn't even, like, talk much between these games. Like, I was on enough from work. We were kind of, we didn't have much time to say it. But at this point, my thought was, like, if the Nationals take this next game, which is game six, Mm -hmm. I believe they can take it all. We saw that they felt comfortable in Houston. It was, like, pretty much whoever wins this game six wins it all. So we go back to Houston, home field for the Astros, of course, and... Yet again, the theory is proven wrong. The Nationals win it 7-2. to Verlander started this one against Strasbourg, who is a beast. But mm-hmm. Verlander, come on. I mean, you have to give the edge to Verlander here. Got the L. Yeah. This wasn't even being talked about, but he's got them Kershaw numbers in the playoffs. Well, in the World Series, mainly. That is true. It's usually in the World Series. I think he's like 0-6, 0-7 now. Mm-hmm. 
But even in the playoffs, I think he only has like one real win. Like he's pitched good before, but you know, they don't give you the official right. win. That's questionable. And now we're like fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. He choked like twice this series. Both the games he pitched got the official out, which isn't a good thing. And game six also will go down for the infamous Trey Turner call where he was running in the baseline. They say he interfered with the throw at first, even though it was just a terrible throw and terrible call to make. But it might have lit a fire for the Nationals because right after that, Rendon hits a home run. And I think that same fire fueled them for Game 7 too. Not that they needed a whole lot more motivation, but never hurts to add more fuel to the fire. Agreed. I think that turned the whole series around, if you ask me, or many people, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, this was such a clear turn of events. Like, you can tell. Now they're just playing different. Like, yeah. There's, like, anger almost in their eyes. Like, they have to win this now. Right. And we even saw it in the manager. Like, the guy has real heart problems, has had surgeries and shit before. Mm-hmm. And the dude was, you almost thought he was going to pass out when he was <laughs> arguing this, because... He was letting the ump snow, and obviously he got kicked out of the game. Shout out Davey Martinez. Yeah, yeah. Then, the big and last game seven. Mm-hmm. And this also has something to do with a conspiracy that's out there. The Ewing theory? Nah. Shout out to <laughs> Bill Simmons, though. <laughs> Completely true theory there. But this one is that the Nationals purposely avoided pitching Scherzer on game five so he could pitch game seven Mm, yeah (laughs) i saw this out there you know those memes where there's like a silhouette of a guy with like a small brain oh yeah and it keeps going to like (laughs) the next brain the brain exploding (laughs) and then the last thing with like the brain literally like light coming out of it it's like the nationals (laughs) injuring max scherzer so he could pitch game seven and win the world series boom people were saying this like (laughs) right when the announcement of his injury happened and somehow some way i was like a full advocate of this i was like full on like yo this is really true and if it happens the nationals will win it context too though in terms of the reality of it scherzer is one of the most competitive people in baseball that's a fact if not number one so i don't think it actually happened and i don't think the nationals would try to do that anyway but if they did hypothetically it's not the dumbest move and it ended up working out really well because cole pitched game five verlander pitched game six and game seven they have granky who like we said cy young level but versus scherzer you know a lot of people wouldn't call that quite an even matchup but yeah game seven here it is the nerves are high i mean granky pretty much Outpitches Scherzer. Without a doubt, the guy was on fire. And yes, he was beating Scherzer, but not by a lot. Because the Astros were threatening, but they could never like put it over the top. Yeah, like every inning, balls were getting hit hard, but just right at players. They had getting, people on, couldn't yeah, drive them in. The offense that we saw in those games in D.C. just wasn't there. And that means that the Nationals had a chance to come back. And so they did. And I mean, even in game six, it was a similar thing where the Astros were again in the lead early, but then Nationals towards the end of the game, like all playoffs, it came down to 
the seventh inning and above, but especially the seventh, the Nationals, that was their inning, and they would just always come alive. And game seven, again, it happened. Yeah, I mean, the seventh inning is where the magic happens. So Granke is killing it, but then Rendon comes in to save the day, hits a dinger to left field, starts to give his team a chance. The most questionable move of the game was that Hinch, A.J. Hinch, the Astros manager, took out Granke, who was looking very good at this point, to bring in Will Harris, a reliever. Yeah, and that was after someone had gotten on base, too, after Rendon's home run. And, you know, A.J. Hinch is thinking, all right, maybe I left him in too long, coming around on the batting order again. They know him too well. But, like you said, turned out to be a very controversial call. Not as much for taking Granke out, but for not bringing Garrett Cole in, who, you know, typically is a starter. Hadn't came in in relief since, what was it, high school? Mm -hmm. But he was warming up, he was ready to go, and everyone was thinking he would come in, but they didn't bring him in. Yeah, I mean, we knew from the jump the one weakness in this team was their bullpen. And their biggest strength in this team was probably Garrett Cole. And that's the one guy. We talked about Verlander's troubles, and they had just taken Granke out. So who are you most afraid to go against? That's Garrett Cole. Yeah, and I guess the only thing you can say is like, oh, maybe he's trying to save him for like later on. You can't assume that they're going to tie the game. but And also the thing of like they don't want to bring pitchers like that in during the middle of an inning with people on and stuff. But come on, it's game seven. Yeah, you have to put it all out there and again Howie Kendrick hits a homer off the pole again this is rare like you literally hit the pole that means you almost hit a foul ball pretty much but in this case they take a lead three to two all in the seventh inning they added on to their lead and finished it off and it was a sight to see I mean they were definitely crazy excited I mean any team would be but you felt it for them from that journey, from barely making it through the wild card game mm-hmm. to barely getting past the Dodgers. And yeah, they swept the Cardinals, no biggie, but barely getting past the Astros. I mean, it's just wild. And Steven Strasburg won World Series MVP. Well deserved. Rendon or Soto easily could have got MVP as well. They were both amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd. Both easily pro the Nationals winning overall. Hell yeah. If it's not my Yankees, why not the Nationals? I really like the players. First time this franchise went to mm-hmm. World Series. Yeah, I mean, Washington, D.C. hadn't had a baseball team win a championship since the Senators in 1924. So almost a century. And the Senators left dc in 1960 so they didn't even have a team in dc for almost half a century Mm -hmm. so yeah they've really been in a drought it's nice to see them get one now but let me ask you what's more of a pro for you having the nationals win or having the astros lose damn i don't know i'd say probably the nationals winning a little bit more yeah i'd agree but it's definitely close yeah, it's, it's super close because I guess like you said earlier, what if this was another team, like not the Astros? Let's say it was the Yankees or the Rays or something. 
it wouldn't have been as special. Right. But I still give it the slight edge because I do really like the players. I really want Soto to succeed and be one of the faces of baseball and give a chip to Scherzer. So, yeah. And why not? For me, when they were celebrating, my happiness was from seeing them celebrate. Right, right. Not from seeing the Astros lose. But that was definitely like in the back of my brain, like, yes, they didn't win. Right, exactly. Setting aside the teams themselves, just the World Series overall in terms of, you know, first of all, we didn't say this as a historical fact, but the road team has never won all the games in a World Series. Not even six of them, let alone all seven. So it was literally historic. But in terms of the whole winning two on the road, losing three at home, winning the last two on the road, what did you think of just the drama and the way the series unfolded and et cetera? I mean, this is all you ask for. You want to get to a game seven, which is yeah. check a must when it comes to like a championship series. And down to the end of game seven, too. Down to the end. So. We're talking about literally the last third or even last quarter of the game. I mean, the only way it could get better is if it was a walk-off. Right. And obviously, in this case, we didn't want to walk <laughs> off. But yeah, major pro. Like how it went. Yeah. You can't ask for much yeah, more. Yeah, you can't ask for more. And then if you even consider what you said about like the road games and winning those games, cherry on top. And great playoffs overall. I would give the playoffs a pro for the most part. You know, except for the Yankees part, but... Yeah, mostly the whole playoffs are fun. Like, again, the Washington Dodgers series, crazy. The wild card games were pretty good. I think the only series that was whatever was the Washington-St. Louis ones because it wasn't even a challenge. Mm -hmm. But everything else was pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd pro that. And the season overall, I would give it a pro, even though it was really hard for the Yankees but even then it was still exciting even though filled with misery because they did find their way around it time and time again and I feel like the rest of the league was pretty interesting this year so I would give it at least a light pro to decent pro yeah I'm gonna give it a light pro it was fun yeah my Yankees were hurt but somehow they pulled through and made it to the playoffs even with that triple a team they put out there a lot of fun things happened we're starting to see the game change a little bit. Personalities come out a little bit more, which is fun. There's a bunch of debates about bat flips and hitting players, but I think that's all good for the game and fun to watch. I think it could get better. If anything, maybe that's the reason I give it a light pro and not a regular pro. There's some things that need to change. Automatic strike zone. Let's see that happen. Fix that, and next year could easily be a major pro for the season. So, yeah, congrats to the Nats on winning the chip. Hopefully, Yankees take it next year. Yes, sir. And that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we'll see you next season for baseball and next week for a new Pros and Cons episode. Go cop them Garrett Cole Yankee jerseys. Hey. Peace. Hopefully. <laughs>